Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You know that feeling when you walk into your home? Take a deep breath. And feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Michael Fabiano, joined alongside my pal, the Fantasy Viper, Graham Barfield. Feeling better now, Ma? Yeah, yeah. Uh, good. Everything good? Yeah, yeah, I'm good now, man. Uh, excited for the slate. This, this is a really exciting, uh, yeah. I think there's a lot of really good games, really exciting slate for week 10, and we finally did it, man. We hit the double-digit weeks. I know, dude. Yeah, it's going by fast, man. Uh, behind the glass, Nabil, what's going on, brother? You uh, Are you a little bit? ticked off that you went all the way down to Carson to watch your Packers get their butts kicked by a team that just lost to the Raiders. Yeah, it was a, it Sorry was a, sloppy, about that. It was a sloppy game, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it was. It's, it's always fun seeing Rodgers, you know, live. So yeah, well, we didn't get to see much of Rodgers no, last week. I know. They couldn't move. The Aaron Jones, ball. I blame you for being in attendance and <laughs> screwing me because Aaron, Aaron Jones had an awful game. Um, don't go to any more Packers games. Well, they're only out here, you know, once every few years. But I'm, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> anyway, speaking of the Chargers, uh, their roster was full of fantasy disappointments last night, although there were a few good stat lines that we saw. Uh, Phillip Rivers won one of them. Had one of the best matchups among quarterbacks based on fantasy production this week. And he sucked. Yeah. Okay, three picks. Could have been four. And I, he looked awful. Like, I mean, I, I wouldn't compare him to Tim Tebow in some of the throws that he made, but they were pretty bad, man. Yeah, the first half or the first quarter really was was not not great for Rivers. He he really struggled. Uh, those first two picks were really bad. I hat, Hats off, though, to this Raiders D-line. I mean, they've really struggled to get pressure all year long. And, and the Chargers have dealt with some offensive line injuries. They lost Russell Okung early in that game. Yep. And uh, their, their, their D-line kind of got after it. And that's what kind of, I think, screwed up the game plan a little bit for the Chargers, right? Is like when Rivers is on schedule and he's kept clean, the, this offense can move the ball at will. And they did that last night. By the uh, way. times, it's just their D, the Raiders' D-line got after it. Rivers' last three games, 10 points, just under 12, yeah. 10 points. Yeah. And, you know, the last couple of games, this might have something to do with the change in offensive coordinator mm -hmm. because they're running the ball quite a bit. And if you have Melvin Gordon on any of your fantasy football teams, you are ecstatic because now we are seeing the Melvin Gordon who would have been worth a first round pick had he not held out. We saw him play 65 percent of the offensive snaps. He led the backfield once again in touches, 22 carries to just six for Austin Eckler. Eckler got into the end zone on a pass catch. So that still was good. I mean, he put up a decent stat line, wasn't tremendous. 
But Melvin Gordon's back. Melvin Gordon looked good last night. Very good. First time I, I've just I've watched a bunch of Chargers this year. God bless me. But uh, Melvin Gordon, <laughs> <laughs> Melvin Gordon has not looked like. I like himself. how you ask God to bless you. Yeah, right. I mean, Jesus, <laughs> I'm so I'm so tired of watching this Chargers team. Uh, but you know, Gordon looked fantastic last night. He looked yep. like the same player that we we are accustomed to seeing. Mm-hmm. Uh, very explosive. Just kind of had the dynamic. Um, the dynamic ability back and and for for better or worse, I mean Austin Eckler uh, is a fantastic player, but for better or worse, this Chargers team they're rolling with Gordon. Um, yeah, no. he is he is the clearly their featured guy, and Austin Eckler's role both as a rusher and receiver has been drastically cut. And they have Kansas City next week, yep. another team that another Gordon really good matchup for for Gordon. Obviously, smash. Uh, Keenan Allen again didn't get into the end zone. He had eight catches. Yep. So he gave you nearly 15 fantasy points. I mean, you'll take it compared to what he's been doing lately. He also had a long catch and run pulled back because of a penalty, which always uh, is a stinker. There was a lot of yellow laundry on the field last night, which yeah. kind of took away from what was otherwise an entertaining game. Mike Williams was an absolute dud with six teams on a bye. A lot of people played him because the matchup was really good. I mean, the Raiders have been really struggling against wide receivers over their last couple of games in particular. Uh, and Mike Williams came out and absolutely did nothing Two catches, gave you 7.5 fantasy points. So uh, going into Sunday, if you started Mike Williams, you're not real happy about your life. Unfortunately, this is sort of what we've been dealing with. Hunter Henry got into the end zone, which is good. So he gave you a nice stat line. He gave you right around, I believe it was 13 fantasy points with the touchdown. uh, Four catches, seven targets for the tight end, who is quickly becoming an elite player at his position. Now, if we move over to the Raiders, you know, a lot of people were on Derek Carr. I wasn't. The matchup wasn't good. Like, I get it. He's played well, uh, especially over the last couple of weeks. But the matchup wasn't good. This matchup had Josh Jacobs written all over it. And Derek came in 218 yards and one touchdown. Uh, if you started him, you're, you're not you're not loving things right now. Josh Jacobs got in with that lat, that late touchdown that sort of saved his stat line for the week. 71 yards on the ground, 4.4 yards per rush, continuing what is a terrific rookie campaign and uh graham i'm gonna throw one over to you now tyrell williams was a fade for me i know people like the revenge game narrative i didn't like it in this game i told people to sit him but what's up with darren waller yeah we are seeing darren waller come back to earth crashing yeah we are we are and it's it's you know it's one of those things where right now the raiders because they don't really have a clear-cut number one receiver they've they've basically just kind of had to spread the ball around a little bit and i get it you know Waller was getting fed pretty, pretty copious targets early in the year. The last couple of weeks, just five receptions. Uh, they're spreading this thing out, man. Yeah. They have to. Uh, you know, when you don't have a top a top target or, you know, a few receivers, you feel like you can get mismatches against. You know, Tyra Williams really is their only mismatch receiver that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, they've just got to spread the ball around. And, and that's what's happening here. Unfortunately, Waller's kind of um, he's been basically the, the you know, the the biggest problem here yeah i mean outside of that monster stat line he had against the packers in week seven uh his his last four of his last five games have, have basically been stinkers at least by his standards and um that's just this, know, that's just this position right yeah now. i know you know, I, I mean I, unfortunately i think that's just really kind of what it comes down to is like you've got to start him mm-hmm. but no, it, you have to it's just this position and, and i mean going into this game the previous two games hunter renfro had led this team in targets so yeah um it, it's a it's a strange scenario there over in uh, over in Oakland, uh, Philip Rivers' struggles continue in Oakland. I wonder if they will continue when they move to Las Vegas. We'll see what happens. But uh, uh, oh, by the way, <laughs> the one, the may, maybe the biggest star of this game, not named Melvin Gordon. Nobody started him. The Oakland Raiders defense, right? The yeah. Raiders defense had 17 fantasy points. Oh they had God. five sacks, three picks, and a touchdown. I wonder how many fantasy points have they scored all year coming into this game. That's a good question. That is, a good, you know, I'm going to look that up. They actually had 10 points in a game against the Colts in week four. Yeah, they had a score. The previous three games, Graham, combined six points. Yeah, there you go. That's all you need to know. We know nothing. They uh, they were owned in 1.2% of NFL.com leagues, and I think those are all the leagues that Akbar is in because Akbar is probably the only guy who started them. He was there last night, by the way, uh, because he's too big time for us. He said, you know what? I'm not doing the show. I'm going up to Oakland. The two teams that I was on. Love Akbar. He Still pretty good. cool. All right, let's get uh, let's get moving here on our Week 10 previews. And it, it's a bit of a, a short slate this week because we have Bymageddon, six teams on a bye. So let's kick things off. Ravens, Bengals. What are we looking at for the injuries, Graham? 
pretty clean game, I think, injury-wise. A.J. Green is not going to play. He apparently had a setback this week with his ankle Is he going to play like this year? Now I'm starting to think he probably won't, and for good reason, right? I mean, A.J. Green has been one of the best receivers in the NFL for basically as long as he's been healthy, but... Uh, you know, right now that the Bengals are dead. They've turned to Ryan yeah, Finley. It's yeah. now week 10. He had another setback here, I guess, in practice on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. He looked like he was going to try and practice. Then uh, he said his ankle hurt. And now I, I were back to this kind of yep. weird timeline. Look, if you've been holding on to AJ Green for this long, I, I really don't know what else to tell you, man. I, yeah. I really I have no idea what to say. I didn't have I don't have AJ Green on any teams, but I don't either. But yeah, I'm not I'm not uh, affected by this personally. Yeah, I I mean, it's one of those things like if you've been holding on for this long, you've probably got a ton of sunk cost into and you probably feel like you got to keep hanging on for that inevitable chance that he comes back and sees along. But yeah, I'm with you. I have no idea if and when he comes back. Why do I feel like he's going to play for the Raiders next year? I don't know why. I just that's just that would be fun. Thought it would be fun. Uh, Looking at this game, uh, the obvious guys, I mean, you know, Mar Jackson's going to crush. Mark Ingram's going to crush. Marquise Brown is a really good play against Cincinnati's really bad pass defense. Mark Andrews is an obvious start. You're starting the Ravens' defense against the rookie. And I keep thinking Ryan Lindley, and I have to keep correcting myself. Ryan Lindley, I think, was a... He was a quarterback, I think, for the Cardinals. He was. Like a hot second. Yeah, and he I, was. That always pops into my head. Uh, but uh, Finley is not a guy that's going to scare the Ravens' defense. He'll start, uh, start them this week. Speaking of Finley, what is his impact on the Bengals' wide receivers, in your opinion? Well, in the preseason, basically, Finley, all he did was just check down and throw really, really short targets. So you're and telling me Joe Mixon might not be that bad of a start? Y- yeah. they. Be- <laughs> well, Finley basically just didn't move the ball downfield or, or attempt to move the ball downfield. And, and honestly, Fabs, I really don't know if we can start any Bengals this weekend with mm-hmm. confidence, right? Because Jimmy Smith came back for the Ravens last week, and now they have like one of the most talented, if not maybe the most talented secondary on paper right with Marcus Peters there and yeah. Humphrey so and like it's it's really hard how do we feel about Tyler Boyd this the, I'm fading him F- yeah. the last time he played against the, the Ravens he had 10 yards not 10 points yeah he had 10 yards the volume so the I'm volume. out on him I'm out on Auden Tate you probably have to play Mixon right but he's had one double digit fantasy performance in his career against the Ravens well, not only that, I mean, he's not playing the full workhorse role. We've talked about this a little bit all year, but Mixon is still uh, seeding just a ton of snaps to yep. Gio Bernard. He hasn't played over 65% of the Bengals snaps in uh-huh. a single game this year. I, I, honestly, if you can, I would fully avoid the Bengals. Yep. Yeah, that, that's probably a, a good piece of advice. Uh, moving on, Bills at Browns. Injuries in this one. Uh, actually, this game is very clean. I don't have any injury notes. Kareem Hunt is going to come back for the Browns. That's the this. big thing, yeah, man. We got to see what happens here. Yeah, that's the big thing this week is, is Kareem Hunt will be back for the Browns. I, I will note, though, like Nick Chubb's snaps have been cut over the last couple weeks down to like 65 and 60 percent. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I would expect here. I would expect like some sort of 65-35 split between Chubb and Hunt for now. Yep. Uh, and in those two games that, that Chubb's cut those that Chubb's snaps have been cut down. Mm-hmm. He still handled over 20 touches yeah. in both games. So, so just by comparison, last year after Carlos Hyde w- w- was sent packing uh, and, and Nick Chubb became the guy, he handled 76% of the backfield touches. Uh, and that was with Duke Johnson on the roster. He also played 58% of the snaps. So I feel like comparable. Comparable once we get Kareem Hunt. Now, he hasn't played football since week eight, uh, week 11 of last season. Right. It's been basically so a year. It's been a while. And um, so I don't know how much he's going to play initially, but Freddie Kitchens has said that he is going to see a role in this offense and that offense needs help because you know what? With all the talent, it's not any good. Yeah. You know what? I uh, I have no confidence that the Browns will be able to uh, to get Kareem Hunt involved in a way that's like creative at all. Yeah. Uh, because this, that's the way this coaching staff is, yep. has, uh, has shown that their cards this year, that they... Uh, they're not exactly the most creative staff. Yeah, so is he worth a roster spot? Yes. Yeah. Would you start him this week? Probably not. Yeah. Um, I, w- I will say on this Brown side, I, I, Baker Mayfield said he wanted to come out and force feed OBJ this week. Well, let's hope he's good to his word. I, I hope he is because this is a really tough matchup, and I'm fully expecting Tredavious White to, to shadow mm-hmm. Beckham, at least on the outside, as, lo- as long as Beckham is running his routes on the outside. I yep. expect White to be on him. This is a really tough spot again for the Browns. And, you know, I know they're at home, but I have a lot of respect for this Bills defense. Yep. I, I mean, you're not starting Baker. He They've given up five touchdown passes to Bills Baker's all not season even, long. Honestly, Baker's even not even with in six play. Teams on a bye. Isn't that ridiculous? He's not like, even in play. When you, no. when you think back to the preseason, heck, dude, I was guilty of it too. I thought he was going to have yeah. a really good season. Now, we are in the heaviest bye week of the year. <laughs> and no one's and starting And we're saying you can't start Baker Mayfield. Yeah. 
That's bananas. Where we're at, man. He's reg- I mean, look, the offensive line has not done him any favors. For I know. Kitchen has he hadn't not done, done himself any favors. Either, yeah, but Baker Mayfield has really regressed this yep. season. Yeah. Um, so you're playing OBJ. Jarvis Landry, he's etched out two pretty decent performances based on who he's played against the last couple of weeks, but I'm not playing him I, uh, against Buffalo. I don't think they've given up a touchdown with slot receiver. This I season. agree, man. Like, Landry, he, he got a late score last week that salvaged his day. But, like, yep. I, again, I don't want to mess with his Bills team. They've given up the second fewest fantasy points per game to slot receivers this year. Only the Niners have been better. So, yeah, I, I outside of Chubb, it's really hard to feel really good about any of these Browns. And I guess you got to start OBJ. I yeah, mean, you, really, you probably have to, yes. Unless you're just completely freaking loaded at receiver. But. Yep. Yeah, uh, on the Bills side of things there, I mean, Josh Allen, I mean, he doesn't jump out at you like, you know, if he's playing the Dolphins like I believe they have next week. But, I mean, he's still a back-end QB1 this week. Uh, get on the Devin Singletary bandwagon right now. Last two games, 67% of the snaps, 30 touches, and he is a very high touch uh, touch rate when it comes to scoring fantasy points. So Singletary is a very nice RB2 flex. John Brown, worth a look as well. And uh, maybe the Bills' defense? Yeah, Bills D for sure. I think yeah. they're de- they're definitely uh, on the board. Maybe he's a top five or top six play this week. I keep waiting for Josh Allen and John Brown to hit their ceilings. And 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 again, this is probably another decent spot for it. I know Greedy Williams and and Denzel Ward are back for this Brown secondary, but this team is still just. I, I don't I don't really think the Browns defense right now is a team we should be fearful of at all. I mean, they've given up like the seventh highest pass rating, seventh worst. T, uh, touchdown to interception ratio. So I, I want to believe mm-hmm. that this is a get another get off spot for Allen. I mean, the Browns have allowed a f- uh, five straight quarterbacks to finish 15th or better against them. But yep. yeah, I, I'm still waiting for Allen to hit his seal. Here's the thing with Allen, though, that it's coming. Yeah. Because he's got Miami next week, then Denver, then my beloved Dallas Cowboys, then Baltimore. Pittsburgh and yeah. Patriots tough. in week 16. It's tough. So uh, He's going to hit that ceiling. It's got to be now or the, next uh, week. The smart, the smart move, wait until after he crushes the Dolphins, trade them before the deadline. See if you can do that. All right, moving on. Lions, Bears. Oh, my. Uh, injuries in this one. Yeah, another clean game. I don't really have any injuries to note. Uh, uh, real quick on this, this Bears side. They finally, Fabs, finally. They finally started featuring David Montgomery. Yeah. It's finally happened. And this he is, is a great play this week. Oh, man. He is a fantastic play this weekend. Yep. Yeah, no question. I mean, he, he's a virtual must start uh, this week. Get him into your lineups. I mean, Allen Robinson, boy, I was disappointed. I know the Eagles defense is tougher at home than they are on the road. But, I mean, Robinson did next to nothing. Uh, you probably got to play him. Uh, you necessarily might not necessarily like it uh, against Darius Slay this week. I don't care what the numbers say. I don't trust, trust Mitchell Trubisky. I'm not playing Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, I have him ranked right around Ryan Finley. That's what I think about this kid right now. Despite the matchup, I just can't trust him unless I am in a two QB league, a super flex league, and I am desperate. Like, I mean, dire straight. So uh, I'm not trusting Trubisky. I mean, there's really not a lot to like about the Bears this week outside of Montgomery. Yeah, I, I was going to say real quick, um, Montgomery's just a locked in RB2, yep. I think, this yep. week. How do we feel about A Rob? Because I think he's one of the toughest decisions to make this week. Yeah. Uh, we obviously saw what the floor <laughs> last week one catch for six yards on yeah. five targets while, while Trubisky just completely melted down. Yep. And now he's going to, I mean, he's absolutely going to get shadowed by Darius Slay. I'm expecting on every single one of his routes, Slay mm-hmm. will go into the slot with him. And Darius Slay is white hot this year, man. Yeah, like, I he's know. really, really good again this year. I mean, I mean, the volume there, he's, he's 11th among wide receivers and targets per game. Six teams on a bye. I mean, you probably got to play them. Okay. Right? You probably got to play them. You don't have to necessarily like yeah. it. I mean, on the flip side now, Matthew Stafford's been on fire. You want to talk about a dude who's white hot. Yeah. I mean, Matt Stafford is, no is on fire. But the Bears have allowed just four touchdowns and fewer than 15 fantasy points a game to quarterbacks at Soldier Field. So... I'm not necessarily going to guarantee that Stafford's going to have a big stat line this week. The Bears defense, they've sucked against the run. They're still tough against the pass. I'm with you on that, and I'm te- I'm definitely tempering expectations really yeah. for this game as a whole, like because just because of Trubisky, uh, the Lions are in a tough spot. At least their passing game is in a tough spot. I mean, Stafford is having one of the yep. best, if not the best, season of his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones will get the, the ball enough to, to be fine. Yep. But other than that, yeah, it's it's really hard to find a lot of good plays in this game. Yeah, and, and TJ Hawkinson continues to uh, disappoint, so he is a desperation play at best. All right, the Battle of New York, or New Jersey, because they play in New Jersey. Um, <laughs> the New York Giants are playing at MetLife Stadium against 
the New York Jets. I wonder, so like it's a Jets home game, but you know how they have to flip everything? Yeah. Like I feel like they should just like, one side should be Giants, one side should be Jets. It's going to be, the stadium's going to be half and half, blah, 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 whatever. Um, and, and in a game that is a big pile of poo from a reality standpoint, might actually have some pretty good fantasy options. We'll kick off the injuries. I know we talked about Le'Veon Bell. Um, uh, It looks like he's going to be okay for this game. Chris Herndon looks like he's going to be a go as well uh, for the Jets. On the Giants' side, we've got Evan Ingram, who is not playing. Now, I've been told by a source that he will be back sooner than later, so don't freak out about it. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a long-term issue unless there's some sort of setback. And Sterling Shepard, we're kind of like waiting yeah. to hear what happens with him. So Yeah, Sterling Shepard cannot get out of concussion protocol. Yeah. Again, this is his second concussion of the year. I will say the Giants have their bye after this game against the Jets, so mm-hmm. I'm hoping, and I think Evan Ingram's and probably the Giants' hope as well is that he'll be he'll fine. He'll be back, yep. He'll be fine after the bye. It sounded like he was afraid it was a list Frank issue, but it, you know, it turns out just to be a, a foot sprain. You mentioned Le'Veon Bell. I, you know, he hasn't really practiced it all this week, but I think the Jets... He was want, limited yesterday, yeah. Yeah, the Jets want and need him. He's banged up with knee and ankle issues. I, I'm assuming those those uh, those injuries are probably not going to cause him to miss this game, but again, it's something you're going to want to check Sunday morning. Uh, Fabs, this giant side really, because of the injuries, is it's pretty straightforward this week. It's, it's really Golden Tate and Saquon Barkley as the premier plays. And then, you know, I think Daniel Jones is still a fine streamer, but I would have yeah. obviously loved to have Evan Ingram uh, and possibly even Sterling Shepard. But, you know, I think I think with with, you know, just with Darius Slayton, kind of mm-hmm. some backup guys, it kind of it, hurt, it definitely hurts Daniel Jones's yeah. streaming appeal. Yeah, uh, for sure. Golden Tate here must start. Uh, and he has been a targets machine. Uh, I, which defense would you prefer? Because they're both actually good based on like the matchup. Like, which New York I, defense? Because they are going to be streamed, both of them. Like, I'm oh, stuck man. in one of my leagues, and I have to play the Jets, and I hate it. But Daniel Jones tones the ball over a ton. This guy's a freaking fumble machine. Yeah. So, I, I mean, like, which defense would you prefer? You know, I, I think for that reason, <laughs> I think I'd maybe lean towards the Jets just a little bit. But, I mean, Ugh, this Jets team is, is so inept, too, right? I mean, I could see yeah. Sam Darnold and these guys having a really bad day and the Giants having a decent uh, game for fantasy. It's just, yep. you know, this, this game... <laughs> You're right. As bad as it might be on the eyes, there's going to be a lot of uh, there's there's some decent fantasy goodness here. Yeah. And it's too bad that Sam Darnold has absolutely looked like trash lately because, you know, the Giants are giving up almost 20 points a game to quarterbacks and you can't trust him. Yeah. I mean, last week against Miami, he couldn't get over 14, although I still don't understand that Griffin touchdown. I, that wasn't I don't that would have helped the stat line by four, four or five points. But whatever. I, I, that, that's uh, that's neither here nor there. It's the past. Jameson Crowder, I feel like, is a good play. But what about Robbie Anderson this week? I have no idea. What yeah, because Robbie like the Anderson matchup's good. It's an amazing matchup. And he's going to run the majority of his routes against DeAndre Baker and Janoris Jenkins, who have just been brutal this year. Yeah. Uh, but outside of that one game against Dallas, I mean, Robbie Anderson has basically just 10, Thanks for reminding me, 10 by the catches way. in 109 yards in his four other games with Darnold. And I get, you know, some of those games were definitely a little more difficult of matchups, but I, I, you know, the volume really hasn't been there. They've been spreading the ball around. There sounds like they're going to get Chris Hernan back. I, I am, I'm kind of, even though the matchup is a fantastic, I'm kind of avoiding Anderson this week. All right, let's move on. Chiefs, Titans. Uh, I, I know that uh, that uh, Corey Davis has been banged up, right, um, with an injury. Uh, anything else? Yeah, Corey Davis is banged up with a hip injury. He did not practice on Wednesday or Thursday. If he doesn't play, I think we can actually maybe put A.J. Brown, AJ Brown. Yeah. maybe uh, Delaney Walker has been banged up with that ankle injury. We'll have to see if he plays on Sunday. If John, uh, John Smith is a fine desperation slim- yep. streamer, and it looks like, but yeah, Patrick Mahomes, looks man, like we're getting him back. It looks like uh, barring a surprise. Yep. I would I, I think we're going to get Mahomes back. And I, yep. you know, this, this game obviously just changes with uh, with him on the field. Yep. No, no question about that. Uh, so, you know, you you go into that. Uh, Cole Wright texted me last night. He's like, are you sure Mahomes is going to play? I'm like, dude, he's putting in full practices. He's like, I know, but I got Derek Carr. And I don't, dude, you don't freaking play Derek Carr over Mahomes looking. No, don't do it. Yeah. Uh, So Mahomes is in your lineup, uh, assuming there is no setbacks uh, with that kneecap situation and that backfield. So like, when we start to think the Chiefs backfield might be clearing up a little bit, suddenly the wool sort of gets pulled over our eyes and we're not sure what's going on. So now do we, trust Damian Williams or no? No, we can't trust him, but I, I think again, six teams on a bye, it's yeah. always team dependent, but I think Damian Williams is worth a flex play. 
this week. I mean, since McCoy fumbled, it's it's been Williams' backfield. He's played about 65% of the snaps since McCoy uh, fumbled back in week eight. Again, this could just be pure randomness and just a few yeah. quarters of football. Uh, I would also not be surprised to see LaShawn McCoy get some sort of featured, I'm putting air quotes around that, featured yeah, yeah. role here in yeah. this game. Yeah. Uh, I, I do think Damian Williams maybe has separated a little bit, and getting Mahomes back is just so huge. I don't like living in a world where Andy Reid's running a backfield committee. It really stinks. Right. Because we've had so much fantasy success with running backs on the read, and now it's just you know a head scratcher every single week. So, so Tyree Kill is a start. Duh. Any other Chiefs now with uh, with Mahomes back? Yeah, I mean, you know, if you want to play Sammy Watkins, I, I don't. I mean, if you're forced to play Sammy Watkins, I should mm-hmm. say this isn't the worst spot. I think the Titans have struggled a little bit on the boundary. They're going to lose uh, Malcolm Butler is out too for this game. Uh, he was one of their starting. <laughs> Akbar said on the show they will be Malcolm Butlerless. <laughs> he comes up with new terms all the time. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Titans side, outside of Derrick Henry. Maybe A.J. Brown Dude, or Corey Davis doesn't Ryan play. Tana- but- All right. I get it. Ryan Tana- I've 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 told people to start him the last couple of weeks. He has scored 19 plus every single game that he has started. The Chiefs stink against the pass. They're giving up 20 points a game to quarterbacks with six teams on a bye. Ryan Tannehill, I feel like, is a viable option. I get it. It's Ryan Tannehill. I mean, look at the numbers. He's, yeah. He hadn't played badly at all. No, no, I I agree. I think I think Tannehill is certainly in play this week as a streamer. Speaking of deep streamers, Daniel Jones or Tannehill this week? Tannehill. You think so? Yeah, just because uh, Daniel Jones just turns the ball over so much. Yeah. Somebody's got to get that kid some stick him. Yeah. Because he fumbles like a madman. Yeah. So uh, if he was a running back, he'd have been benched four weeks ago. So, yeah, I I, I like Tannehill uh, more than him. Uh, you mentioned Derrick Henry, John Smith as potential. Uh, Smith as, as a potential streamer if uh, Delaney Walker is unable to go. Cardinals and Buccaneers, which is going to be the fantasy game of the week. Oh, yes. Okay? Uh, maybe, maybe it could be Saints-Falcons, but... This looks like an absolute scoreboard freaking scorcher, okay? Let's start off with the injuries and David Johnson coming back. Yes, David Johnson will be back this week. Uh, O.J. Howard, real quick for the Bucks side, it looks like he's also going to be back. But And you're starting him, aren't you? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> it's well, the Cardinals, we'll, but anyways. We'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. the most intriguing storyline in this game for fantasy is DJ versus Kenyon Drake. And this week, the Cardinals have basically come out and said, we're going to use DJ in the slot. We're going to use Kenyon Drake as a primary running back. And I, I would love that. I mean, that sounds incredible. The, Don't the, they have enough slot guys already? I mean, you got Christian well, Kirk not, Fitzgerald. Not really. Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> Gerald's been pretty dusty the last couple of I know, weeks. but he's still running most of his routes out of there. Yeah, I would think that's pretty optimal. I would be yeah. really interested to see if they do use DJ significantly out of the slot and move Christian Kirk outside because this this matchup for this Cardinals pass attack is just incredible. Either They're, way, I love Christian Kirk. I don't yeah. care where he lines up. I don't care where he freaking lines up. As long as he ain't blocking, this guy's running routes. I love him, okay? And he has run about 71% of his routes out of the slot, but as you mentioned, they can move him outside because no matter where the wide receiver lines up, the Buccaneers' defense has not uh, been very formidable. So Christian Kirk is a very good play this week. David Johnson is a play for me, obviously, but do you play Kenyon Drake? I think I think Drake is worth a flex spot this week. I mean, okay. again, six teams on a bye. I, I'm expecting Drake to probably get somewhere in the range of 10 to 15 touches, and if mm-hmm. they do use DJ... Uh, not primarily as a receiver. I'm not expecting him to play every single snap out wide, but I, I think there's more than enough to go around here touch-wise between mm-hmm. these two because the Cardinals really don't have any other receivers outside of Kirk and Fitz. Uh, I think there's more than enough to go around for both of these two to so, have so what you're saying solid is weeks. So what you're saying is we like the Drake this week? Yeah, I do. I, like I you know tough tough matchup obviously, but he's going to be involved as a receiver. All right, let's move on to the uh, the other side of the ball where Jameis Winston. I finally trust him. Okay, and uh, and and now he's going to burn me. But whatever, I trust him. Seventeen plus points in five of six, uh, over twenty last week. And actually, I mean, he didn't go you know punch for punch from a fantasy perspective with Russell Wilson, but he looked pretty good. Uh, the Cardinals giving up nearly three hundred passing yards per game. Uh, they have given up the most fantasy points to quarterbacks. So Jameis is a must start. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, duh. Um, we, we talked about O.J. Howard. The Cardinals are awful. I, I mean, let's put it this way: T.J. Hawkinson looked like a freaking All Pro against them since then he has done diddly poo okay oj howard streaming no well you know cam braid is going to be is going to be back he missed some time last week with the ribs injury he had a, uh, he left the game early yep I, I don't know man they only throw to evans and godwin and like, uh, it's like if uh, you're just absolutely desperate, yeah, desperate yep. if you're just absolutely yep. desperate i think you can play howard this week and just based on i mean he literally just needs three targets right 
yeah. I mean, three decent targets from Winston, and he can he can do some damage against this Cardinals team. But I, I just have no confidence that they're going to feature him in any sort of way. And, you know, the matchup would dictate it. But again, Godwin and Evans are just so good and just getting so many of Winston's targets. It's, yep. it's hard to project Howard for anything more than like maybe five or six target ceiling. That's about it. Yeah, that's probably about it. Uh, the backfield now, it seems to be Ronald Jones is to lose. Uh, Bruce Arians said earlier in the week that he has earned the right to start uh, and see more snaps. So are we in on Ronald Jones as a flex this week? Yeah, I am because, you know, this matchup for one is just amazing. I think the Bucks are going to have a huge game for, for fantasy and, uh, excuse me, real life game. I think they're going to put up a ton of points. And if they do, if they get into the red zone a bunch, it's going to be Ronald Jones as their featured guy. I, I you know, Bruce Arians is finally, I mean, it's only taken him 10 weeks, but we've known for a while that Ronald Jones is just so much better right, than that, Peyton Barber at this point. That's what I had said on the on the television side yesterday. I wonder if the Buccaneers kind of like were waiting because they saw something in Ronald Jones. That's why they didn't draft a running back. They didn't go out and grab somebody in free agency when there were options out there. I mean, Jay Ajayi is still sitting out there on the street. Uh, maybe they, they saw something in, in Ronald Jones, and now it's sort of coming to fruition there. So uh, Rojo is, is certainly on the, on the flex starter map there. Uh, moving on, Atlanta, New Orleans. Uh, injuries, uh, Matt Ryan limited in practice on Thursday. Um, we're going to have to wait and see what his uh, practice participation is today before we go out there and, um, and, and, and say to start him. Although, when you look at the numbers, the Saints have been nasty against quarterbacks on their home field uh, since week three. The first three weeks of the season, they got crushed. And then I don't know what the hell happened. I don't know what Sean Payton put in, put in their Gatorade. But that defense has been damn yeah. nasty since that game. Yeah, the Saints defense really struggled to start the year. But ever since then, their, their front, front four of their D-line has been really good. And, and Marshawn Lattimore has really turned it on for this team. I'm expecting Matt Ryan to play uh, in this game. I'd be pretty surprised if he didn't. It almost sounded like he, he played before the Falcons bye, but uh, there was no reason to, to risk a further injury there. I yep. would have been shocked he would have played in that game. But uh, yeah, you know. I think Matt Ryan's a low-end QB1 this week. It's probably unlikely that you have better options on your bench over yep. Ryan. But I'm with you. I'm a little bit concerned about this Falcons side because this Saints D-line is just, I mean, they can just yep. overmatch the, the Falcons uh, the Falcons' protection. And, um, you know, I think on the Saints side, they're going to get Alvin Kamara back. They're going to get yep. Jared Cook back. The biggest question for me this week is what are we expecting the touch split between Kamara and Latavius? Yeah, Cook? and that's interesting because, I mean, obviously you're playing Kamara. Um Latavius Murray before the bye was an absolute beast. I mean, he was giving you 30 a game. What can we expect? I mean, because, you know, everyone goes back to the comparison. Well, now it proves that he can be the Mark Ingram in this offense and stuff like that. So is he flexible this week? I, I You know, that's that's my biggest question is like, I you know, before the bye, Kamara was handling like 16, 17 touches per game. Mm -hmm. uh, or excuse me, before... Kamara got hurt. He was handing 16 to 17 uh, touches per game. Murray was at like five or six. He just yeah. basically was not involved in this uh, in this attack whatsoever. I, you know, the matchup is obviously fantastic. Yep. Falcons, you want to play all your guys against the Falcons, but uh, I I really have a hard time seeing Murray get more than like 12 touches here. Yeah. And you know, at that point, it's probably you know one of those one of those things where it's he's going to need a touchdown to, to pay off to pay off one thing it'll be really interesting to see if they use him as a receiver because we've we saw last not last week but before the saints went in their bye murray was i mean playing fantastic yep as a receiver but you know getting kamara back it will obviously uh take down some of those opportunities for yeah. him. Drew Brees is a must start this week. And yes. no question about that. Uh, in my DFS lineup, I paired him with Michael Thomas because I think they're going to absolutely crush uh, that Atlanta defense. So make sure that those two guys are in your lineup. That's uh, not really great advice because it's obvious unless you have been living under a rock for the uh, last couple of years. And uh, I also like Ted Ginn in this game. Yeah. I feel like he's a sneaky play, man. I'm, I'm like, with you on that. You know, Atlanta's defense is, is crap. So I really think Ted Ginn, you know, he's averaged right around 11 fantasy points per game since last year in games where Drew Brees has been the quarterback. And he's what? He's going to be like your final flex play of the week. I mean, I'll take 11, 12 points out of him. I'm into that with, with, with a with a with a, you know, the potential for a much higher ceiling. I mean, he takes the defense. Uh, he takes the top off that defense and gets behind uh, some of those Atlanta defenders and boom. I mean, you, you could have like 10 fantasy points on just one play. So uh, I, I feel like Ted Ginn, if you're in need, is well worth a look. You mentioned Jared Cook's coming back. I mean, he's like one of a myriad of like very 
mediocre tight ends who people are going to have to go out and, and, and hope put up some numbers this week, uh, especially with Evan Ingram out. And now we're seeing that George Kittle is a big time question mark. We'll talk about that uh, when we talk Seahawks and 49ers. Um, so just one quick thing going back to Matt Ryan. Yeah. That Saints defense, okay, in their first three games, they gave up the QB3, the QB8, and the QB1. Now it was Watson, Goff, and then Wilson. Right. Since then, QB24, tied for 13th, 26th, 12th, and that was a Jamitra Trubisky garbage time, and then 25th against Kyler Murray at yeah. home. They've been so, really good. So beware Matt Ryan. And then another player that you probably have to play this week, I get it, okay, is Devonta Freeman. Now, just keep this in mind, though, all right? The Saints have not allowed a top 10 back this season, and only Ezekiel Elliott, who is elite, has been better than 21st against them at home. And he was only 17th. Yep. And we remember that game because it's one of the games the Cowboys lost because we can't beat any good teams. Um, anyways, and Freeman's a great pass catcher. I get it. You got to play him. You may want to temper expectations uh, in that contest. I also like the Saints defense, regardless of whether or not it's Matt Ryan uh, or, um, or or Matt Schaub there. But I like him much more if it's Matt Schaub. It looks like Ryan's going to play, though, but we'll see. Dolphins at Colts. Oh, this yeah. is one of the few non Ryan Fitzpatrick revenge games <laughs> on the slate. Um, the injuries, we know T.Y. Hilton's not playing. Right. We're still not sure about Jacoby Brissett. He's right. been getting in limited sessions at practice. Whoever the Colts quarterback is, obviously Brissett would be the better of the two options from a fantasy standpoint. Uh, but even Brian Hoyer is a guy that you can potentially use in a two QB league, Superflex league. Um, Marlon Mack is, is, is obvious start. Zach Paschal's a really good play. Chester Rogers, I feel like, is an under-the-radar kind of play. Runs most of his routes out of the slot. Dolphins last week gave it up to Jamison Crowder over 20 fantasy points. So uh, we're looking at that. Jack Doyle has been playing more than Eric Ebron the last yep. few weeks. The snaps are up. The Colts' defense is a good play. Going to Miami... Does he have any magic against the Colts? <laughs> yeah. What do you, you think? You know, I, I think Fitz has been, uh, <laughs> this is just an indictment against Josh Rosen, but Fitz has really done a fantastic job. I, I think just mo at least keeping this offense relevant, right? I mean, over the last couple of weeks, Fitz has thrown for over 280 twice uh, against the Bills and Jets. He had two scores against the Steelers. You know, Fitz isn't going to go out and just be, be, <laughs> beat up on this Colts defense. The Colts are going to play zone a bunch and keep everything in front of them. Um, you know, I think Fitz isn't playing two QB leagues, but really, I'm trying to continue to avoid this Dolphins side. Mark Walton is suspended. Uh, will not. Yeah, be I was going to say, what do, you, what do you think about? I mean, Caleb Elijah, like the fantasy community hates him. Like everywhere, he stinks. Yeah, but well, volume. I, I, you know, honestly, Fabs, I don't know if the volume is going to be there. Really? I'm, I think they might try to give Miles Gaskins a look. Mm, um, yeah, look, Balaj is what he is, and what he is is is. What we've seen, at least, has not been very good. Yeah. I, you know, he has really struggled as a receiver, uh, both not only just in the regular season, but in the preseason. Just looks like mental drops for him. Um, I, I would be I will be very surprised if they give Kalen Balaj a featured role. You know, they're playing Mark Walton like 80 percent of their snaps the yeah. last two weeks. Yep. I'm not expecting that for Balaj. I think they're going to give Patrick Laird. And Miles Gaskin to look here. Um, Wonderful. That's all we need is, because, a, is a committee of crappy running backs in yeah, Miami of I, all places. I would be very, very beware of uh, of Caleb Balash. Yeah, Devontae Parker, suddenly it's a thing. Yeah, he's know, a good play. I think Devontae Parker's really... Five. And Mike yeah. Kosicki, last week he got targeted yes. a bunch, man. And if yes. you need a tight end and you like to throw darts... That dart could hit Gesicki, so, um, uh, and especially with Preston Williams out for the rest of the season, yeah. there's some more targets two, available. Two really game. good streamer options this week in this game. Actually, I think the top two streaming options this week are in this game is Doyle and Gesicki at yep. tight end. Yep. Uh, Doyle or Greg Olson? Mm, Doyle. God. I just think the matchup is so good. Olson, what, I mean. I hate, I every, remember I said this last week, Greg Olson is the freaking bane of my existence because there's so many awful tight ends. I want to have the researchers look at how many of the big tight end performances this year were wasted because they were players on the waiver wire, you know, like Darren Fells, for example, the Gesicki. Yeah. Uh, I bet you it's a time. God darn it. You I know, don't know what to do in that game. Olsen's going to drive me nuts. Olsen was really hot to start the year and he has like 11 catches over. I know. Like, games. like he had that one good game with Kyle yeah. Allen. Uh, we're still going to talk about that game anyways. Uh, we're getting, we're jumping in. Actually, why not? What the hell? Let's go Panthers Packers since we already jumped on uh, Greg Olsen and that situation. So injuries, we know Cam Newton is now on injured reserve. Yep. Not going to be back for the rest of the fantasy season. Likely to be in a Broncos uniform next year, maybe? Possibly. Bears? Hmm. We'll see what happens. Um, but... 
I'm not into Kyle Allen in this game, not against the Packers, not at Lambeau Field, not doing it. I do like DJ Moore. I think Curtis Samuel's a fade uh, after having a decent game last week. Greg Olson, frustrating as heck. Greg Olson makes me yeah. want to swear. I'm not going to do it, but I he, he drives me nuts because, you know, and, and he, there's like, you know, again, there's like, you know, a lot of people in the industry that I that I respect, and there's a few that I actually will look at their rankings from time to time. And with Olsen, is, and every time I look at him, he's in the top ten, and I'm like, well, there's no one else to rank in the I top know, ten. but like, I mean, like Doyle this week is sick. Anyways, uh, so start Greg Olson at your, at, at, you know, at your own risk. Um, uh, Christian McCaffrey is missing practice time this week, but he's he's obviously a, yeah. he's a go. He's he's the Damian Tomlinson of uh, of 2019. Uh, over to the Packers. Okay, last week Aaron Jones cost me a win. I, I lost in a matchup, uh, and I think I lost by like three or four points. And Aaron Jones had like three or four points. He will come back this week with a vengeance. Oh, boy, yeah. Right? Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, this is an amazing spot. Look, yep. last week, I wa- unfortunately, Nabil, I watched a lot of that Chargers-Packers game, and pretty much <laughs> for the— like, Unfortunately! For the, for, for the first three quarters, Rodgers was in, I think, almost every single drive he was in third and long because they, the, Melvin, Melvin Ingram and Nick Bosa were just in the backfield every single play. Uh, this week is a totally different spot, though. They're at home. Uh, Panthers— Pass rush can get after it a little bit, but this run defense is really struggling, and I think Aaron Jones is going to have a monster game. The Panthers, okay, have given up eight touchdowns to running backs on the road. Eight. Now, four of them were to Tevin Coleman, but still, they gave him up. They're giving up almost 30 fantasy points a game to home running backs. So Jamal Williams is also a play. Devontae Adams came back last week. Um, I mean, he had a bunch of catches. He didn't do a whole lot with him, but obviously he's a guy that you're playing. Yes. Jimmy Graham, throw him in the trash, okay? Now, I get it. He's a name. I get it. There's six teams on a bye. I can name you at least 15 tight ends, okay? And there's, there's six teams on a bye that I would rather have than Jimmy Graham. Forget about the name. He is not that good. Um, he's had a couple of, uh, of spots. But, I mean, let's look at the numbers. I, I mean, he, he's, he's, done, he's done nothing. And the Panthers' defense uh, has given up just two touchdowns of tight ends all year. And if Graham doesn't get in the end zone with Devontae Adams back, he's worthless. Don't play him. Um, any of the Packers' wide receivers outside of Adams uh, no. catch your eye this week? Not no. really, right? Really, I mean, I, I don't think any Packers receivers have been in play for, for pretty much the entirety of the season. I yeah. keep getting Jamal Williams wrong. I mean, <laughs> every single week, like the last couple of weeks, Jamal Williams has like 10 or 11 carries. Aaron Jones is really separated as a runner. Yep. But every week, Jamal Williams keeps scoring receiving touchdowns. He's now scored in four straight games as a receiver. Um mm-hmm. Look, it definitely hurts Aaron Jones's ceiling a little bit. You know, Jamal Williams getting all of these these targets every game, but uh, I just this is just such a good spot for Aaron Jones. Yeah, this is it, such a good no spot. doubt. All right, now Rams Steelers. Yeah, this would have been a fun game had it not been for all the freaking injuries. Mm. You know, like imagine this game if it was like Big Ben and yeah, James all the Connor guys and Juju against Goff and yeah, Brandon Cooks is out this week and we know that Jalen Samuels is a go because we have already found out that James Conner is not going to play. Yep. So Jalen Samuels, who I don't care if he catches 13 passes and runs the ball eight times, don't give a rat's patootie because in PPR, that is a monster stat line. Get him in. I mean, they're all banged up, too. Like, yeah. that backfield has got massive, massive issues, right? Because even Trey Edmonds yes. is on the injury report this week. Yeah, so Trey Edmonds hurt his ribs, I guess, in that last game. Trey Edmonds actually had more carries than... Uh, he had 12 carries yes, to, he did. to, to Jalen Samuels, yep. eight in that game. But, yeah, it sounds like Trey Edmonds might miss this game, too. He did not practice on Wednesday or Thursday. We'll see his practice designation today on Friday. Uh, but, yeah, if, if he does not play, they're going to be down. Uh, they're going to be down not only Edmonds, not only Benny Snell, not only James Conner. They're going to be back to Tony Brooks James as their fourth, I guess maybe even fifth string running back will be their number two guy. Um, and if, if Edmonds misses, I mean, Jalen Samuels is going to play every single yes. snap for this game. And, no doubt. And look, the Rams D-line is really good. I have a lot of respect for this D-line, but yep. you're playing Jalen Samuels if you have him yep. uh, this week and, and, and Trey Edmonds is out. And honestly, like, that's the only player on that team you could play with confidence, right? I mean, even Juju. Yeah, I know, man. I, so so w- what do you project Juju uh, for this week with Jalen Ramsey in there? Yeah. You know, I mean, if, if, you, if you had Zach Paschal, if you had Golden Tate, um, 
if you had Jamison Crowder, maybe that's going a little too deep. Like, where where do you consider sitting Juju this week? So I'm not expecting Ramsey to shadow Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, Juju's going to play a bit out of the slot, and I, I think Ramsey will probably get a good bit of him when Juju's out wide. Uh, but, you know, I think it's a really tough call. Like, Michael Gallup versus Juju, I might lean Gallup. Yep. Um, you know, Robert Woods versus Juju. I know Woods has been kind of up Ugh. and down this year. I yeah. might lean Woods even. Uh, it, it's a really tough call. It's really tough out there for Juju owners mm-hmm. right now. It's just, it, it's, it's, a, it's one of those things where it's just kind of dead weight. You, you know, you can't trade him because everybody know. knows the volume has not been there. And Mason yep. Rudolph is definitely not even close to Big Ben. Um, but at the same time, it's really hard to bench him because Juju is so good and he only needs like one or two really quality targets downfield to have a huge game yep. for fantasy. It's it's uh, it's just a really tough quandary. Right yeah. Uh, 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 breaking news here. We already knew Evan Ingram going to be out, but Sterling Shepard also ruled out uh, for the Giants this week. So lots of targets for Golden Tate. Um, what about Vance McDonald? Like Vance McDonald is, is he is he's like Lucy from the Peanuts, right? Like he'll hold the football and suddenly you have confidence. Oh gonna hold the football i'm gonna kick it charlie brown goes up kicks that thing picks it up and you end up on your fantasy ass right so he had 14 points last week so everyone oh vance mcdonald now he hadn't done anything the whole season before that except for one game against seattle are you trusting him against the rams nope okay no yeah i I really honestly i think you're right the only the only guy you can trust on pittsburgh's side this week is jalen yeah that's it um and now Ram, although the Steelers' defense, have you looked at the numbers they've put up lately in fantasy? Yes, Steelers yeah, defense, I have them in a like, few leeks. Quietly, they've been great, and I, honestly, been I'm balling out, I'm, man. And and you know, if you if you, it's funny you mentioned that because I have the Steelers D in a few leagues on the waiver wire this week. It's pretty thin. So yes, I, I'm willing to go back to the Steelers D even with this matchup against the Rams. Yeah. I think that they. You know, road Goff, Jared Goff is not I know, right. that we want to yeah, typically target on the road. Um, this Steelers D-line can get after. They're forcing a ton of pressure. And yep. if they can get after Goff, they could put up, you know, pretty big game for fantasy. I, NF- like, I like Steelers D NFL quite a bit. NFL standard scoring. Here's what the Steelers have done since week three. 11 points, 19, 11, 14, 13, 17. That's freaking awesome. Yeah, they're really good. It's not good. Patriots, yeah. but that's freaking awesome. Yeah. And Goff, as you mentioned, I don't like Goff this week. Yeah. In fact, I cut him before the Rams buy because I looked at his schedule and I'm like, do not want, okay? Pittsburgh has given up fewer than 210 passing yards per game and fewer than 14 fantasy points per game to quarterbacks at Heinz Field this season. They are a tough defense against the pass on their home turf. Jared Goff, in his last two games, Oh, he scored 20-plus fantasy points. He played crap defenses. I think it was Cincinnati and Atlanta, okay? Yeah. Graham Barfield with a migraine can give you 20 fantasy <laughs> points against those two awful teams. So I'm fading Goff this week. Todd Gurley, I don't even like him. Yeah. I, 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 I kind of got to play him. I don't love him. This is going to be a Cooper Cup absolute smash game, okay? The Steelers are weak against the slot. Oh, yeah. He is going to crush the Pittsburgh Steelers. He is a great player. I don't trust Robert Woods. Maybe you have to play him. You don't have to like it. I do like Gerald Everett, though. If you're looking at tight ends and we're talking about how awful, I do like them. The Steelers are giving up about 14 fantasy points per game to tight ends. They're also they've also given up five touchdowns, I believe. So. Um, Gerald Everett uh, certainly a play for me, and actually the Rams defense too against uh, Mason Rudolph. Yeah. Play. Uh, all right. Real Just, quick though, yeah, uh, yeah. Brandon Cooks remains in concussion protocol here yeah, for for yeah for the Rams. And honestly, not only is he not going to play this week, I'm not sure when he's going to return because this is his second concussion. Would you add Josh Reynolds? He's a sleeper in this game for sure. I mean, he's okay. been yeah he's he's had nearly five uh, fifty yards and like three and a half catches per game when he mm-hmm. starts over the last couple of years, but it's it's pretty thin. You'd have to be you'd have to be pretty desperate to start Josh uh, Josh Reynolds. In this okay, game. Uh, now this game is uh, near and dear to my heart. Okay, Vikings Cowboys. Now the Cowboys have not beaten anybody. In fact, we've lost to the Jets, and I say we because I've been a fan for almost forty years. And if you guys don't like it, tough. All right, um, injuries. Amari Cooper is banged up, and Jason Garrett was quoted as saying that he hopes that Cooper can do something in practice today. It's a Sunday night game, okay? Um, do you trust Amari Cooper this week? We'll see. You know, it'll depend on what the practice status is today, right? Because Cooper, it sounds like this is just like a bruised knee, but 
Cooper has been battling through a bunch of injuries this year. Yeah. I think he's had an ankle issue. Uh, he had a knee issue early in the year. I would be pretty surprised if Cooper doesn't play. I guess I could be wrong about that, but um, I think if if he's if all signs are leaning towards him going uh, after this after Friday practice reports, mm-hmm. I'd be pretty comfortable with him in my lineup. Michael Gallup is a very good start this week against what is a bad Vikings pass defense. Jason Witten. <laughs> The dude is like, I mean, crazy. He, had, he had, didn't have a lot of yards last week, but he had a whole bunch of catches uh, on Monday Night Football, uh, proving that he is better on the field than uh, in the booth And once again. And um, he is a worthwhile option because the tight end position is what it is. Um, so so on the Vikings side, okay. Now, we know Adam Thielen's not going to play. Um, on paper, this is a bad matchup for Kirk Cousins, right? On paper, it's a bad yeah. matchup. Here's why it's not a bad matchup, okay? I'm a Cowboys fan. Okay, I, I watch all their games. The Cowboys haven't played anybody, okay? Now, we have faced Eli Manning, Case Keenum, Josh Rosen, Teddy Bridgewater. He was good, not in fantasy, but he was good. I mean, he had a couple of good fantasy games. And we played Daniel Jones, all right, the fumble machine. We played Aaron Rodgers, who didn't need to throw the damn ball because Aaron, Aaron Jones, Jones scored 700 yep. touchdowns against us, okay? Um, by the way, uh, Le'Veon Bell, good to go this week, uh, so you can keep him in your lineups. We just saw that come across. Um Sam Darnold scored almost 20 points against the Cowboys. Okay, Sam freaking Darnold. Okay, Kirk Cousins, 20-plus points, three of his last four games. Without Thielen, okay, you know, that that sucks. Um, but I don't think Cousins is a bad play this week. Yeah. Unless, unless the Cowboys are, you know, or, or excuse me, unless the Vikings are in a situation where they're ahead and they just give the ball to Dalvin Cook a whole bunch of times. That's, that, that's possible. You know, sure. that's the I don't hate Kirk Cousins this week. Let me. I'll give you a scenario. Okay, I, I'm I'm in a I'm in a league with a bunch of with Adam Wainwright, and a bunch of my MLB pals, Kirk Cousins or Matt Ryan this week. Matt Ryan for sure. Okay, that's who I have in there now. Yeah. But I don't hate Kirk Cousins. Maybe yeah. this is just me being like the pessimistic Cowboys fan because we haven't beaten anybody this year. But the match, you got to look at the opponents, man. I mean, the Cowboys have not really played a lot of good quarterbacks, and the, yeah. I mean, we held Wentz down to next to nothing. Okay, I'll give the Cowboys that one, but. I mean, Aaron Rodgers didn't do anything because they didn't need to. I mean, Aaron Jones and, and Jamal Williams were running the ball down our damn throats. So I, I think Kirk Cousins is a is a viable sort of, you know, back in QB1. Uh, Stephon Diggs is going to get a lot of targets in this game. The matchup may not be great, but whatever, you're still going to play him. Kyle Rudolph, two of his last three games, double-digit fantasy points. Well worth a look as a streamer. It, it's funny how we're talking about all these, like, tight ends who are just really just mediocre at best. <laughs> we're throwing darts, guys. Yeah. Uh, we're doing our best here because the tight end position is weak. Uh, so the the Vikings also um, are probably going to end up scoring some points on the ground with Dalvin Cook against this defense. Oh, yeah. So, and I mean, boy, it, as good as, as Christian McCaffrey has been, and he has been light years just ridiculous, Dalvin Cook is averaging like six more points than Zeke this year. Yeah. That's how good he has yeah, been. Yeah, Dal- Dalvin Cook is going to eat in this game. You know, yep. Going back to Kirk Cousins real quick. Yeah. I'm never really on him for that reason, because if the Vikings do get ahead in this game, again, it's on the road in Dallas, in Jerry World. So Mm -hmm. I'm not expecting the Vikings to get out like to a 14 point lead and just sit on the rock. I I think that's pretty uh, low, low range of outcomes that happening. But yeah, every week, you know, the Vikings, if they get ahead, they're just they're going to run the ball. The one volume will not be there. And the one game that Cousins didn't put up huge fantasy stat line. I think he had three incomplete passes the whole game. Yeah. He just didn't have any touches. It was that game against the, the Redskins on Thursday night. And, and he was like, awesome. He played really well, just yeah. the numbers weren't there. Yeah. All right, final game. Seahawks, 49ers. Biggest game of the week. Yep. Right, by a mile. Okay, Niners undefeated. Seahawks uh, are two, hot. By the way, two really good uh, primetime games this weekend between the yep. Vikings-Cowboys and this game. No, absolutely. Now, uh, I will tell you this, guys. George Kittle is a major question mark right now. Uh, he is a major question mark. Uh, it's amazing that he got through that game last week because he he got that that helmet on knee collision very early on and went on to play and and play well and put up some some really good numbers. Um, here's the issue, though. Kyle Shanahan said we'll see in regards to whether or not George Kittle can play against the Seahawks. Now it's a Monday night game. Okay. I think if you have George Kittle, you pick up Jacob Hollister. Yep. And it, it, unless you have another tight end where you feel like, eh, I could play him. Maybe you had Darren Waller or Hunter Henry, which is which is very possible. Um, other than that, I mean, like, we're going to have to find out more about this maybe over the weekend and see what George Kittle's practice status is. Because if you have Kittle, you almost have to grab Hollister, and it's not a good matchup. Right. But it is what it is because you don't want to you don't want to not play George Kittle if he's going to be active. But right. this knee issue uh, is a little bit concerning because it's a Monday night game and because, well, 
you're going to have to, you know, sort of roll the dice. Yeah, you know, so I, I think that's the sharp move is is Kittle is worth waiting on. You know, if Jacob Hollister yep. is out there in your league, yep. which he's out there in a bunch of leagues, yeah, I I, uh, I would highly recommend stashing Hollister as your last bench spot and waiting on Kittle for Monday night. If he's not out there, you can maybe stash Ross Dwelly. Uh, he'd be their backup. Excuse me, the Niners' backup of Kittle misses. Yep. Um, but he's obviously, uh, Kittle is more than worth waiting on because the position is just so, so thin. So yep. unless you've got like, man, I don't even know. I don't even know who you'd have to have this weekend to, to feel comfortable starting over Kittle. It'd have to be somebody uh, somebody really good. But, yeah, I think you've got to wait on Kittle for Monday night. Yeah, uh, so we'll, we'll stick with the uh, with the Niners here. Jimmy Garoppolo is a, is a nice streamer uh, this week. We liked him last week. Uh, four touchdowns. Now he's got Seattle. They've been getting gashed through the air like most of the season. I mean, Andy Dalton, remember that? He threw for 400 yards against them in wow. Seattle yeah. back in week one. He so did. the Seahawks defense is not that good against the pass. So Garoppolo is, an, uh, is a nice play. I like Tevin Coleman this week. I get you. He stunk last week. It was a massive disappointment against the Cardinals. Looked like a prime game. Here's why I like him. The Seahawks have a lot of top 15 fantasy running back in five of their last six games, including last week when they gave up 16.2 to Ronald Jones. Now, I know that the specter of Matt Breida is always there. I get it. Coleman has still led this team in touches and snaps and fantasy points and red zone opportunities in this backfield over the last four or five weeks. So I am sticking with Coleman. I like him more than Chris Carson this week, who has got a really bad matchup. And I get it. Kenyon Drake went crazy against the Niners. This is a home game for the Niners. And I feel like the Niners have something to prove, okay? Because even though they're undefeated, people look at their schedule and be like, yeah, okay, they beat the Rams. Yeah. They go out on national TV and beat the hottest quarterback in the league, okay, in Russell Wilson. And that is going to make a statement around yeah the NFL. This is a huge game and there's a lot of really good plays. Uh, switching over real quick to the Seahawks side, yeah. obviously Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett are in just significantly tougher matchups this week. Yep. And last week they're on the road uh, against this Niners front, but you know, you've got to play both of these guys. You, you, you know, Chris, you've got also got to play Chris Carson this week, but I'm with yeah, you. you I'm, do. I'm definitely a little afraid of this spot. Uh, the Niners run defense has been really freaking good this yep. year. Carson has been uh, his passing game used to just kind of been up and down too. that doesn't necessarily mm -hmm. even out his floor in this game. Um, and, and how do we feel about DK Metcalf? I don't like him this week. Yeah. And, and I have Me been too. on him. I have loved Same him here. the last two. I think weeks. I'm going to I think I'm sitting him this week. I actually. So this is this is a league where it's a super flex league. I cut him this week for Zach Pascal because I need yeah. to start a, a wide receiver. I like Pascal more than Metcalf. Like Pascal more than Metcalf. Yeah. So uh, the Niners are giving up fewer than 18 fantasy points per game to receivers lined out wide. That's where Metcalf has run about 86% of his routes. And there's also a chance that he could lose some red zone targets to Josh Gordon, who is back this week playing for the Seahawks, not for the Patriots, obviously. So um, I'm, I'm fading Metcalf. Uh, real quick, your thoughts on on uh, the Niners' defense this week? The matchup is awful. Mm -hmm. Their defense has been so good all year long. Yeah. A lot of people like me don't like to have two defenses. I've had to do it in a couple of leagues because I have the Patriots, and there's no way in hell I'm cutting the Patriots. I don't want to cut the Niners either. Yeah, you know, you know, with with six teams on a bye, it's probably unlikely that you feel great about the options off the wire. Yeah, um, you're probably looking at the Giants or the Jets, something like that. Yeah, you know? and even that's super fringy because those teams are just so untalented. Um, next yeah. week they get the Cardinals and then they get the Packers. So at least their next couple games, you, you would maybe feel comfortable if you did dump yep. them for a defense. Uh, their next two games, they're all at home, but definitely a lot tougher with uh, with with those two draws. I, I you know. Unless unless you've got the Ravens defense sitting out there or, or the maybe, Colts and they're not going to be out. there. Yeah, maybe the Colts. But other than that, it's just yeah. you, you probably got to grit your teeth. It, maybe the closest one is Browns first Niners. Okay. But I, even then, I think I'd play I'd play Niners. I can't do it. Uh, I, can't do it. I, I guess I'm going to have to roll with the Niners defense. Emmanuel Sanders is a must. Boy, I tell you, he, oh, he won. He won the trade deadline. He oh, won the freaking yes. 36.7 points in his last two games. And with George Kittle's status up in the air, there's going to be a lot of targets available. The Seahawks have Dude. allowed Two top six wide receivers in the last two games. Yeah, dude. Even if Kittle does not play in this game, uh, I, I still either think, way. I still think Manny Sanders is an amazing play. Yeah. Yep. Uh, if if you can go get Manny uh, right now, I, I think I think he's my number one trade target. Yeah. Uh, if you can go get him, you you should you should uh, be advised to go. A go. medical miracle coming off of an Achilles and not their, losing a step. Their schedule is so good down the stretch, yeah. too. They, I know I mentioned Cardinals, Packers. They play the Ravens and Saints, but then they get the Falcons and Rams in the fantasy playoffs. That's so good. Yeah. It's Falcons so good. Yeah. Really nice. So Emmanuel Sanders, obviously. Now, it's funny how he, he went from kind of meh 
to like now, oh, I got to start him. Yeah. He's in my top 20 this week. I'm yeah, he should be, that. as he should be. All right, guys, uh, that is going to do it for our Week 10 matchups. Um, Graham, any any parting words this week, my friend? No, this is a great week for fantasy. Lots of really good games. I know it's kind of a shorter slate without six teams, but uh, best of luck. And, and hopefully, you know, this is a big tide turning week, I think, for a lot of teams that are like yep. five and four, four and five. Uh, go on, get that W and and uh, and yeah. I mean, with make your push for the buy, it's going to it's going to be tough. There is going to be a lot of decisions that you're going to have to make with a lot of players that you probably didn't ever expect to start. Yeah. Like a Zach Pascal, for example. Um, but uh, you know what? Go out there and, and you kind you kind of, you know, you follow the process. I don't know if you trust it because a lot of times it doesn't work out too well for us. Uh, but uh, oftentimes it does as well. So uh, good luck, everybody, this week in your week 10 matchups. Make sure you come back on Monday when we are rejoined by our pal Marcus Grant. We will look at all of the Week 10 games. We will look at all of the injuries and all of the big news. Uh, everybody out there, good luck this week, and uh, we will see you very soon. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like... Whoa. And... Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer.